Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. Well, hello and welcome to episode 95 of Drink the Movies. I'm Brian here as always with Michaela. Michaela, last week we did a musical and we are coming uh, with some more musical action this week. Uh, Everyone out there, I apologize in advance for any uh, more singing that Michaela might be up to. But uh, what else have you been up to, Michaela? Are you enjoying your fall so far? I am enjoying my fall. I have to say uh, anybody who missed the lobby bar this week needs to go back and check it out because that lobby mm. bar drink is amazing. It's a pumpkin spice latte martini and it's awesome. So I've had yes. at least one of those since we've talked um, and Perfect. it's amazing. Um, I also want to say drink the movies was really happy to go and support uh, a local uh, tap house. Uh, it's called mm. the Waxhaw tap house um, down in Waxhaw, North Carolina. I say down, it's really north of me. I don't understand how that works. But kind um, of our state our state line is weirdly drawn. Weirdly drawn. It is. It is, yeah. So it, it's really to the west of me, but either way, it is amazing. They have some really fun uh drinks there. They also have Prosecco on tap, which is something that Michaela really loves. Um, mm-hmm. and it was uh celebrating Union County's very first pride, uh kind oh. of festival that they did this last weekend so um anybody that uh is near if that's a something that's near and dear to your heart it's certainly near and dear to the hearts of us here at drink the movies so we wanted to go and support and i will say they have some really really tasty um ipas i'm not an ipa fan but Mm -hmm. they have um uh, they're a tap house, so they don't make their beers, but they had a ton of really neat IPAs that you can make a flight into, um, as well as a bunch of other stuff. So go check it out. That was cool. So that's what I did. <laughs> I did a lot of that. I did not watch a lot mm. of movies, but I did a lot yeah. of that. What about you? Yeah, but, uh, that is fair. And yeah, definitely, definitely a good cause and happy to uh, support them and uh, be a part of that. So glad you made it out there for that this weekend. What did I do? Um, I spent about 14 hours in the car with your husband uh, this weekend, Michaela, because uh, we drove uh, from our homes to uh, all the way to Nashville, Tennessee, uh, so we could take in some music, went and saw the Pearl Jam show. Uh, your husband is a, a big, huge fan. So it was uh, it was pretty a fun time to be able to go with him and take all that in. We spent a little bit of time, you know, walking through all the uh, fun like bar area there around the stadium in Nashville, uh, got in some good drinks, saw some good bands and then saw the concert. And then the next morning we, uh, you know, we loaded up on breakfast, loaded ourselves back up into the car and headed home. So yeah, like you haven't had much of a chance to uh, get anything watched this week, but we're going to have to rectify that here now that the, uh, the movie release schedule is getting full and getting fun and, uh, yeah, just going to start getting behind on our Oscar uh, watch. So, uh, but you know, for now, Michaela, what we what we really need to do, you know, we we sang and danced, we hugged last week. Today we're going to sing and dance. Uh, but but there's going to be uh, there's going to be more bite to it. We're gonna have some uh, uh, I don't know. We're gonna have some contests to, uh, to win. We're gonna have some enemies that we have to slay in the musical world. So uh, we're gonna need to take a quick break because we are going to need a cocktail uh, that gets our uh, our I don't know it. it it gets us going for the for the music to come. So we're yeah. going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with this week's cocktail. So this week's cocktail comes from Chiquita Latina Fun Blog, which sounds amazing and fun, mm-hmm. right? That does sound fun, and right in the name, right in the name. Yeah, absolutely. And so this, this drink kind of comprises a lot of things um, that you would find at a, at a college party, 
uh, and it would be handed out to all of uh, folks who don't perhaps uh, have a um, a connoisseuring, a connoisseur's taste <laughs> in alcohol, because um, this is delicious and it's simple, um, but you know it's a bit on the sweet side. So we're just going to talk about it. It's called our Ginger's Jiggle Juice, and if any mm -hmm. of you have seen the amazing Pitch Perfect, you know exactly what I'm talking about because that ginger she needed some Jiggle Juice. Uh, that's right. Yeah, they are uh, uh, whipping these up here as uh, we're having a party. Everyone is uh, welcoming themselves to the uh, acapella uh, groups as we get into college. And we're having having a good time here. And we are going to whip one of these up for everyone. So what you're going to do in your shaker tin, you're going to put one and a half ounces of vodka, three ounces of pineapple juice, a half ounce of blood orange syrup and uh, and some ice. And you're going to shake that. You're going to strain it into a glass uh, with some ice. Uh, you can opt for the red solo cup like we did in our picture uh which is which is good uh you know for for parties or you can uh you know do it into whatever it was some ice and then you're going to uh top that off with uh, about one ish ounces of sprite uh you know that helps with the uh the jiggle i guess the the sprite really really right. does it jiggles the alcohol as, as it wow you know <laughs> Yeah, right? Doesn't <laughs> that's, it? No? that's right. That's right. Now, Michaela, you said not, no discerning taste. These are things that you would find on a college campus. Uh, I went to college. I never had any blood orange syrup uh, in my in my dorm room. I never had any pineapple juice, probably. In my dorm oh, room. no. Well, uh, I, okay. The, the, vo the vodka and maybe and the Sprite, but. No, because everybody thought that a Mai Tai was just uh, pineapple juice and rum. I mean, mm. it wasn't until literally legitimately it wasn't until this podcast that I really understood that in order for a Mai Tai to really be considered a Mai Tai, I needed Orgiat syrup. Um, oh, and mm, so, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. pineapple, that's a thing for freshman girls. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a, that was definitely something we would add to anything and everything. Now the blood orange syrup, I think that the reason why we made, uh, it, this was made with blood orange is to give it a nice red look or kind of an orangey look to it, mm, but mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. not going to matter in your solo cup. It's not going to matter after midnight on a college campus. All that matters is it tastes good. And I have to say this one really does. This one really does. Um, let's uh, let's talk about that blood orange syrup for a minute because uh, I made it. Um, you could probably find it maybe. I don't know. At a well-stocked uh, grocery store, you might be able to find something like that or an orange syrup, something like that. Um, but pretty simple to do. Um, you just What I did was I took um, I took a half a cup of just freshly squeezed uh, blood orange juice, um, and then I added a half a cup of water to that. So I had a cup in total volume there and then added a cup of sugar and just made a simple syrup. But I just sort of uh, kind of swapped out part of the water uh, for some blood orange uh, juice, you know, straight from straight from the orange there, as it were. Um, I, and I really like doing that. If you're going to be doing any sort of like uh, fruit uh, syrup is to do that, cut it with a little bit of water, because if you just do straight sugar in the juice, I I find that it gets a little bit like astringent tasting, but the water kind of gives it a little bit of a buffer um, as you're heating that up to the sugar. And I also wouldn't take it all the way up to a boil. I just kind of warm it up until you get that uh, sugar uh, dissolved. I wouldn't really uh, get that up to like a rolling boil because you're going to okay. pull out. Yeah. Some of that uh, abrasive tones of your of your juice. So sure. Sure. No. And that that was it was beautiful and it was very tasty. So um, we need to make more of that. Um I found this drink to be really simple because it's only a few ingredients mm -hmm. and it, it was surprisingly good. I mean, I like a good pineapple juice based drink anyway, but I mean, it, it, there's no coconut in it, but it's very islandy. It feels like mm -hmm. I should be on a beach somewhere. It should not be fall. And yet <laughs> it feels yep. also very reminiscent of a keg party. 
That's right. Very yeah, nice. You, you feel like you should be at the Lincoln Center uh, singing some tunes. But yeah, this is a good one. Um, you know, just uh, skip the vodka if you wanted to do like a mocktail version of this. That would be good, too. So uh, do that. Um, and yeah, take that because you're going to need some hydration. You're going to want to keep the vocal cords fresh um, if you're going to college and you're going to join the number one acapella group in the land. So that's what we're going to do. So let's mix up another one of these, Michaela. We will take a quick break and we will be right back to chat about this week's film, Pitch Perfect. Spoiler warning for Pitch Perfect. If you've not yet seen Pitch Perfect, then I'll excuse you because you've had 10 years to do it and we're going to talk about it. And if you don't like it, then you can just get on out of here. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, for everyone listening at home, uh, Michaela has a bunch of sass going on right now. I'm going to excuse myself right out of the podcast now. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, Pitch Perfect uh, came out uh, 10 years ago. It was le released on October the 5th, 2012. So happy 10th birthday to Pitch Perfect. This one was directed by Jason Moore, uh, who directed this uh, film called Sisters. And uh, that's about it. Some TV stuff, uh, but uh, got his uh, big break here in this one. Um, and it stars, stars, of course, Anna Kendrick as the two cool for school, Becca, and a whole bunch of other people uh, that fill up these acapella groups as we make our way into college. Um, and we're going to have to talk about them as we get into the Bells and the Troublemakers and all of those people. So, Michaela, no Oscars for this one. No Oscars. No Oscars for it. But I will say this falls into an amazing soundtrack of the decade. Mm. Um, if you were young and an impressionable person when this film came out, everybody loves uh, the kind of mashups it's it's very much known for the kind of um uh, the playfulness between all of the different kind of sounds that you can make on and remember well maybe you don't remember i don't know acapella music and acapella groups like were a thing for like 10 years before this film even came out it was like a it took all these schools by storm and it was like all mm -hmm. over like america's got talent and britain's got talent it was all this really neat thing and so the soundtrack to this, everybody seems to really enjoy. And so you're right. This is not, this isn't an Oscar winning performance. However, um, it does star Anna Kendrick, who's one of the only, um, she's one of the youngest people, or if not the youngest person to have been nominated for a Tony, an Emmy and an Oscar. Did you know that? I did not know that, but uh, yeah. kudos to you, uh, Miss Kendrick, because, yeah, she is excellent in this and she is an excellent singer um, and she does a good job of leading her way through out this film. As as I mentioned, the too cool for school, uh, Becca, um, no Oscars. It did uh, win two MTV Movie Awards. So that's pretty good. That counts for something. I mean, that's basically the same thing. See, it's the Oscars for movie music. <laughs> Right? That's the real, no? the real Oscars. The MTV Movie Awards are the real Oscars. I think That's is right. is what That's is right. what they are is what they are. But, uh, but yeah. So let's uh let's get into this thing a little bit. Um, there's a, there's a lot of singing and dancing. So, um, as you know, I said I'm at the top, to you know, I can't, I can, I will uh keep Michaela at bay as as best as possible. But you know, she she is her own woman, and uh, you know, if she wants to sing, uh, then she's going to sing. And that is exactly what has happened at the beginning of the movie because we are at the Lincoln Center in New York City. Uh, we. We've got the, uh, what is it, the ICCA uh, finals going on, which is a real thing. It's the International Collegiate uh, or International Championship of Collegiate Acapella. Uh, of course, everyone knows that. Um, they're there. We're watching uh, some 
groups of kids get together, sing some songs. Uh, and the first one we are seeing is, of course, the Treblemakers, reigning champions, champions of the world, uh, best acapella group in town, probably. Uh, but they do have someone pretty awesome on their team. And that is Adam Devine, who is playing Bumper. Yeah, Adam Devine. He's amazing. But uh, the character he plays, not so amazing. Has a great voice. Uh, kind of got amazing. great moves. Pretty amazing um, still. He's okay, he's, but he's, he's not a nice guy, right? He's very self-centered. He's a narcissist. Mm. Um, he's not a nice guy in this. But you, you know what I feel like is he is the one who shows the most growth over the trifecta of all the pitch perfects, right? Oh, um, I don't. I don't know. We're only talking about this first. We're one. only talking uh, about he, this one. So. He, exp he experiences no growth. He starts off as a jerk. Uh, he ends as a jerk as he leaves his uh, team high and dry. Uh, but. But that's okay. You know who is sticking it out for their team? That is, of course, Aubrey, played by uh, the amazing Anna Camp. She is there. This is her junior year. She is very excited to be at the ICCA uh, finals. Uh, a little bit too excited, though. Uh, gets a little bit of nerves. Gets a little bit of stage fright. I don't know. But yaks all over the front row. It is a bad look. Not a good look for Aubrey. Not a good look for the Bellas. That's not, that's correct. It is not a good look. Now, one of the things that I love, um, kind of the bookends of these um, they, they, they become, uh, tokens of the show in general. And that is Gail and John. They are the SCCA, mm. uh, commentators, <laughs> right. Uh, as if we're watching something, they are judges, they, they're, they're the MCs they talk about, um, they were, they, you know, their lives and how it was changed by acapella music. And, um, John is played by the amazing John Michael Higgins. Gail is played by uh, Elizabeth Banks, who also pr helped produce this movie. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I love their back and forth because John is a complete chauvinist. Um, but Elizabeth, uh, you know, Gail, she's got some, uh, she, she's pretty, she's pretty, uh, feisty as well. I, I just love them too. And you see them a couple of times throughout the show, uh, kind of given their, um, commentary on what's going on between the Barton Bellas and uh, the Treblemakers, which is always fun. That's right. That's right. Yes. Uh, uh, so the this pair are real high on the troublemakers. You know, nothing makes a girl feel more like a woman than a man who sings like a boy, says Gail. Um, but then, of course, the Bellas come on and we took a left turn into Snoozeville. Uh, as I said, Aubrey yaks all over uh, the front three rows. Uh, the Bellas uh, obviously do not win. And we are headed to our next school year. Uh, we see Becca. She is listening to some sweet tunes on her headphones. Uh, she is walking through campus. It is for her first day. Uh, we get a look at uh, Jesse, who's played by Skylar Aston, coming in, singing some tunes in the car. He locks eyes with uh, Becca. Uh, you think that's probably going to mean something later on, and spoiler alert, it does. Uh, but we are on to our first day of school. Do you remember your first day of school, Michaela? Freshman My year, walking onto college? campus. I do, I do. Um, I was living on campus at the time, so. Uh, but I remember the day I moved in, that is for sure. And it's interesting because I had, I had parents that helped me move in Becca, Becca does not. She, she came in a cab. Like she, 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 <laughs> she took herself there and her father actually shows up uh, at her dorm. She's met uh, the worst dorm uh, mate roommate ever. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Jimmy Lynn, I think, or Janie Lynn is her name. And uh, sorry, Kimmy Jin. Kimmy Jin is her name. And she's played by the amazing Jin Hee Jung. I'm hoping that I said that right. Um, she's amazing because she obviously <laughs> does not like Becca but she's not mm. going to she's not going to be outwardly rude she's just going to ignore her and pretend that she doesn't exist as she like uh dusts her gold plated uh 
bonsai tree or something <laughs> and she's she's got all this feng shui going on in her on her side of the of the dorm becca's like just trying to like put her book bag down her father comes in and he's all excited and she's like i don't want to be here i hate school i want to go make music in los angeles dad you're such a drag you're such a drag remember those days when the parents were such a drag because they just wanted you to get an education (laughs) instead of go live your dreams they just they just wanted you to get an education. That's right. He wants her to get an education. Uh, he wants her to show some uh, involvement in the school. Uh, maybe he will help her get to Los Angeles. But first, she's got to buckle down and do the school thing. So if she's going to be stuck at school, might as well have a wander up through, you know, all of the groups and organizations and things that you have going on there. Um, and of course, apparently, uh, the school that we're at, uh, what is even the name of the school? Barden University. Uh, they are known for being the acapella center of the universe, uh, basically, because, of course, you have the troublemakers, you have the Bellas, but you also have the BU harmonics, you have the high notes. Uh, she's walking through. Uh, Becca's getting a hard sell from uh, Chloe, who's played by Brittany Snow, saying you should totally come be a member of the Bellas. And Becca is like, no, uh, acapella, that's lame. Uh, I make my own sweet music out of other people's sweet music. I uh, can't be bothered with your acapella. I'm out of here. Uh, no dice for me. Uh, but we meet Rebel Wilson, who plays Fat Amy. She's into being in the acapella group. That's right. And this was the first time I think I ever saw Rebel Wilson instantly fell in love with her. Um, She's amazing. She's so funny um, and confident. And so they're like, hey, maybe you can match pitch. And she totally can't match pitch. I don't even know what that means because I'm not a music person, but it's a pretty funny scene. Um, What she does lack in like technical giftedness, she makes up for in her attitude and self-confidence. And uh, Mm -hmm. we love that about Fat Amy. But um, Anna Kendrick... Uh, Becca, she uh, ends up going to take a shower and everything changes. <laughs> Imagine that you're that's taking right. a shower and yeah. That's, so she, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything, hmm. everything changes in the shower as you do, as you do. So uh, yeah. So Becca is just getting along at school. She's there. She's doing like an internship at the radio station. Uh, and we can see, you know, we've seen a couple of times she's just hanging out in her dorm room. She has some sweet headphones on. She's just mixing some beats, uh, you know, making these mashups uh, for herself and yeah, doing this uh, kind of part-time gig at the campus radio station, uh, which is exactly where Jesse is working. So you're seeing some sparks start to fly. Jesse is way into Becca. Becca is way standoffish with everyone. Uh, her dad, Jesse, uh, the acapella groups, doesn't like anyone. But yeah, one fateful morning, you go in to take a shower, as one does. Uh, there's, you know, two people in the shower stall next to you. Uh, you don't, you know, you don't worry about that because it's college, you know, whatever. Uh, college is going to do what college does. But you get in the shower uh, and then Chloe totally busts in because she hears you singing a sweet song and she's like, uh, I knew you were a good singer. Come be in our acapella group, please. Yeah. And it's really well done because um, it's uncomfortable and it's hilarious. But it's also um, not super like, I mean, obviously they're in the shower and there's all sorts of connotations to how, you know, they're both naked and Becca's uncomfortable. Um, But it's very light in that, you know, Chloe's like, hey, just just come, you know, you can harmonize like you really should just come try out. And so, of course, then we move to the montage of all of the um, acapella groups are trying out. Um, They have this one giant kind of tryout extravaganza. So you have about 30 to 50 people singing mm-hmm. since you've been gone <laughs> like 75 times. By, and by the American Idol, Kelly Clarkson. That's right. By the American Idol. And it's really funny and really great. So you get people like, you know, Rebel Wilson's Fat Amy. She's not amazing, but she has some 
great confidence. You have Esther Dean, who's one of my favorite actresses of all time. I love her and I wish she was in more stuff because I think she's totally downplayed in this film. She -hmm. plays the amazing Mm -hmm. Cynthia Rose and she's got like this amazing, like raspy, deep voice that's like super awesome. And, but there's a bunch of others that do this montage of since you've been gone and it's actually really fun. Um, People are trying to dance around and, you know, everybody kind of starts to pick, you know, who they want. And so of course you have the troublemakers and they're an all boy um, acapella team. There's the Barton Bellas, they're all girl. And then there's two others that are kind of mixed. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody kind of ends up in their own camp. And then at the end of the day, when they get, uh, I guess, inaugurated or there's like a ceremony where they, they like there's, the there's Barton like an Bellas, initiation ceremony. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 kind of scary. They're like, we will drink the blood of our past people, and and Becca's like, ew, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty great. It's it's actually it's probably my favorite part of the movie because it's just so like over the top and camp that they're doing this uh this giant like initiation ritual. Yeah, where they're they're drinking the blood from past members and they're like all like blindfolded and they have to go through and they have to swear a solemn vow. Uh, the Bellas are not allowed. Uh, to have any sort of relationship with the troublemakers. Uh, they are our enemies. We do not want uh, to be seen. We don't want to associate. We definitely don't want to fall in love with any troublemakers. Hate those guys. Those guys are jerks. But yeah, yeah. after the initiation, they go to the party, and that's where you drink uh, your jiggle juice, of course. You're there. You're having a good time. Um, and you start to see the uh, the first signs that some sparks are starting to fly, uh, some illegal sparks uh, between Becca and Jesse. That's right. Um, and I got to say, Jesse, he's like the most confident character uh, ever. He's just like, hey, you're an Aka girl and I'm an Aka boy. We're going to have Aka kids like it, this is fate. We should just do this. And Becca thinks he's a big uh, dork, but also really secretly loves it, as most girls would. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And um, but Aubrey, you know, played by the amazing Anna Camp. She is seeing this and she is not liking it. And she doesn't like Becca. She's never liked Becca. She didn't like her from the very beginning. And um, so there's a lot of tension between the two because Aubrey is really trying to get them back to Lincoln Center and to make up for her throwing up and vomiting, I don't know, some weird orange <laughs> pumpkin paste all yeah. over people. You too, know, many, so she's, too many pumpkin spice uh, martinis, I think, is perhaps, what, the, what the problem was. Yeah. Yes, that's true. But she's trying to make up for that. And Becca's like, hey you know, we're using these really old songs. They're, they're, you know, we're doing turn the beat around and a bunch of stuff from the eighties. There's nothing on this century that's on the song list. If we mashed them up, which is Becca's specialty, she's mm-hmm. Anna's like, or Becca's like, Hey, I think we could really make something here. And it's interesting to see this dynamic because everybody else that's in a Barton Bella team agrees with becca but nobody really stands up for her except for chloe and chloe and aubrey kind of also clash about it Mm -hmm. yeah they're kind of uh the co-leaders i guess of the of the bellas and yeah chloe you know she's kind of on becca's side but she will not stand up to aubrey and aubrey's just not having uh you know any any way but her own um and you mentioned uh you know they're they're singing all their old songs to turn the beat around um i really love that because right before that you get like this like big like practice montage where aubrey's like all right you got to start like doing conditioning and i have the here's the playbook for how exactly we're going to win and she like flips over the chalkboard and there's like three thousand things right 
written on it, which is which is pretty amazing. But of course, like the big one that's highlighted that says, you know, don't uh, don't uh, mess around with the troublemakers because we hate them. And then they yeah they go and do this gig with the turn the beat around. <laughs> it's so funny. They're at like a it's like a fraternity house they're performing at, and the guy just comes up to him at the end. He's like, that was terrible. Do I still have to pay? You? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And Aubrey's like like devastated, and she's like, I told you guys we're terrible. You know, you don't listen to me. It's it's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty great. I mean, they're like, oh, uh, she's like, you're going to add your own cardio. We're going to we are going to practice two hours a day, seven days a week. And the first parts of practice, they're like, (laughs) they're trying to make these sounds. They're not even like singing because it's truly acapella. So they have to Mm -hmm, like make mm -hmm. all the sounds with their mouths. And it's crazy. Um, They're doing like laps around the gym. Fat Amy is doing like uh, horizontal running where she's just laying on the bleacher. Uh, It's it's pretty good. Pretty good section. She's my favorite for that reason alone. She's like, oh, I don't do that. It's horizontal running. Um, But yeah, they're working hard. Um, You know, Aubrey's really running the team down. um, And it's it's they they go to another kind of competition where they it's called a riff off where all four groups kind of meet together in this old it's really kind of a cool scene though it's in this old pool that mm-hmm, is empty mm-hmm. and so you know there are people sitting up at the edge as it you know and then there are people down below because it's like this olympic size swimming pool and the way the riff off works is they pick a theme and you sing a song that relates to that theme and then your song ends if somebody else sings a song with the same word so um, it's kind of hard to explain. You just have to watch it, but it's probably my favorite scene mm-hmm. um, because the way that they all have to think about not only what song they could do, but how to create that song improvisationally is really amazing. And obviously that's not real. I'm sure it wasn't real, <laughs> but it looks really cool. It's like, man, if you could do that, how amazing would that be? Right. Yeah. That would be, that would be really cool. But yeah. 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 Of, of- course because then you're uh, counting on like the other like 20 members of your uh of your acapella group to also know all of the lyrics <laughs> of that song and, and the bass notes um, and, and however notes. they need to harmonize exactly but yeah the the riff off is pretty fun of of course the troublemakers uh win the riff off because they win everything um and they are I, I don't know they probably won the iccas uh like ten thousand times um and that is what the goal is for the bellas they want to get back to the iccas they want to get back to lincoln center they want to another they want to do over uh of last year's debacle um and that's that's what they're going to do so now we're starting to get into kind of this section where they're uh doing like their their regional things they do it they seem to sing the same songs so of course you get uh uh uh, you know, Gail and John are be like, oh, really going out of limb here with the, with the same songs again, again. Everyone looks super bored, but they do make it through the first rounds. So that's good. And you know what else is good is that uh, Becca and Jesse are starting to spend a little bit more time together. But Becca, uh, you know, she commits uh, a pretty bad sin, especially here on Drink the Movies. She doesn't like movies. Who doesn't like movies? That's what Jesse wants to know. That's what yeah. we want to know. Come yeah. on. Yeah, it's again, it's a really sweet scene. Like I I think I think most people who would like uh Jesse really fall in love at this moment because he has this backpack. He sit he's sitting down with her under a tree on this college campus. He pulls out a candle. Like she doesn't even talk about that. He pulls out a candle and he's like, I've got a candle and I've got all these movies and I've got juice packs. And she just totally makes fun of him. She's like, I can't believe you don't have a girlfriend. You have juice packs and Rocky. And 
it, yeah, but she doesn't like movies. She doesn't like movies. She doesn't like the way they, the, the fact that they end. It's just very hard for her to stay um, kind of in tune. Maybe it's the fact that she needs more than like three minutes and that's how she met, creates her mashups is that mm-hmm. she has a like an attention. She doesn't want to spend that much time. But Jesse's trying to tell her that it's the end of the films that matter. And he wants to be mm-hmm. someone that scores movies. That's what he wants to do, which is kind of similar to what Becca wants to do. So again, they're finding some common ground, but he is really trying. And she, on one hand, likes him, but also does not want him to help her or um, come to her rescue at all. Um, they're not dating. She's make sure to tell everybody in the world that they're not dating. When Aubrey gives her a little bit of a hard time about it, she's like, look, I don't owe you anything. I don't need anybody. Leave me alone. And it's, uh, that's, that's ultimately not good, uh, people. Yeah. Yeah, it is ultimately not good. And you know what else is not good? That is finishing third place in the semifinals of the uh, ICCA regionals. Uh, that is where we are headed to next. They are on the stage. They are going. They are singing uh, their uh, their rendition of I Saw the Sign, that Ace of Base banger, uh, but not good enough. Everyone is not into this one. They're, they're bored. Becca looks out at the crowd. She sees that people are like falling asleep and yawning and like laying down. She's like, uh, I got to inject some life into this. So she's going to start singing LaRue's Bulletproof. It is a mashup moment, but Aubrey, uh, not a big fan of this improvisation, says, what are you doing, Becca? You are out of the Bellas, and the Bellas are out of the competition because you needed to finish in the top two, and they didn't. And they didn't. And Becca's really mad. Um, And to be fair, this is kind of where I think it falls apart just a little bit for me because Becca asks everybody else uh, that's on the Barton Bellas to kind of put in their two cents. And Fat Amy comes to her defense and says yeah that was really cool but it kept us you know it caught us a little bit off guard and of course Aubrey's like it caught it caught you know it was completely inappropriate and totally not okay and none of the other Barton Bellas come to her defense even though they all agreed that you know that sounded way better and so you know Becca's like scary Aubrey's scary she is she is very scary that's true she is scary I mean she could throw pumpkin spice latte all over you again that would be bad mm-hmm. um and spoiler alert she does like <laughs> in like two scenes from then um but yeah becca leaves she's mad everybody else kind of disperses and she tries to go and patch things up with jesse jesse's not having it he's like look becca it's not that you were mad at me you know you push everyone away and that is not okay and you know, I'm really done with all this. You need to go figure it out. So what does Becca do? She talks to her dad, who she resents and doesn't like for most of the film. She goes and asks him for advice and he gives her some really good advice because he's like, look, I, you know, may have really hurt you when I left your mom, but I've tried to make things right with you. And, you know, sometimes you just have to let people in and you just have to be vulnerable. And Mm -hmm. that's the lesson. So you know, uh, the, on the flip side, some very interesting things are happening with the top two people, top two groups that are competing, because of course the troublemakers have gotten in. Bumper is uh, just super gross about it. He's like, I'm amazing and everybody's amazing with me. And he uh, <laughs> gets the opportunity to go be some backup singer for Josh Groban or for Justin for Timberlake John, or John Mayer, I think. Yeah. John Mayer, sorry. <laughs> sorry i love love it too because all of the all of the troublemakers they're in like a hot tub or something and he just walks in he's like i'm gonna go be the backup singer for john mayer i'm out fools and he just leaves and they're like man that guy is the worst "Uh, but aren't you gonna be with us he's like yeah i've won that thing like 1800 times i'm out and so 
they need somebody uh, to come in and sing with them because they're one person down. And it's one of my favorite actors. Ben Platt plays the amazing Benji. He is uh, Jesse's roommate and he's a mm-hmm, little strange. Mm-hmm. He loves magic. And when I say he loves magic, like I don't, there's a scene where he like has a gerbil just like come out of his hand. And it's like, how mm-hmm, long has mm-hmm. the gerbil been in there? And he's like, ah, a couple of days. He's probably really hungry. I probably should fix that. You know, um, He's kind of a strange person, but he has an amazing voice and he just wasn't picked because, again, Bumper is a jerk. So Bumper is not having Benji. Uh, Benji is super cool because when we first meet him at the beginning of the film, Jesse walks into his room um, and his roommate is Benji. uh, And Benji has an amazing collection of Star Wars stuff, which is awesome. So kudos to you on that, Benji. Benji can do sweet magic. He's doing magic tricks the whole time. He goes in auditions and is really good. And then also, yeah, he's Ben Platt. Who is Ben Platt? Uh, He's Dear Evan Hansen uh he's yeah. that guy so he's, he's that guy he's he's really good so on he's a, really it, amazing. it's fun it's funny that he doesn't get in it, because he's like kind of he's like this oddball character but but yeah he totally leans into it and it's totally amazing and he's going to take the place at, for the troublemakers uh what about our other team that made it through to the finals well bad news because they had a ringer on their team some high school kid and the icca rules say you can't have high school kids on your team this is a college thing uh you cheated you don't get in bellas get in uh so the bellas get the news that they are back in uh but they weren't That's ready right. they haven't been practicing you had chloe uh she had some nodes on the throat decided to go ahead and get those removed uh you know because they weren't going on anymore uh she didn't know if her voice was going to be up to par so she couldn't sing the solos anymore uh so she wants to hand those over to becca but aubrey says becca no becca is out becca messed with the wrong lady don't mess with aubrey oh and by the way i'm gonna throw up all over the place again oh and it's so gross because one of my favorite one of my favorite characters um is named lily she's played by hannah may lee and she has no voice like she whispers low and she whispers things like i said fire for fun <laughs> you know or i did a turn in county like something weird and yeah. no one can hear her right no one can hear her, but she somehow made it to uh to the acapella group but she ends up falling in this thing of vomit which literally does look like pumpkin paste and she mm-hmm. decides to like make snow angels out of it it's so yes. gross but they're running around they're fighting of course fat amy is uh fighting with cynthia rose uh they're having some weird moments um, where I, I can't tell one of them is, tr- I think one of them is like trying to put their hands on the other in like, you know, uh, an adult way. I don't know, but they're running around and that's when Becca decides to show up <laughs> to mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. that she's sorry and to ask uh, to be let back in. And so it's really this funny scene because you got one, you got total chaos going in this room, this auditorium. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's total, there's total chaos going. She apologizes and she asks Aubrey and Aubrey just sits down. She's like, no, absolutely not. You're not getting back in here, but they take a poll. The Bellas, uh, they say, Becca, welcome back. And Aubrey kind of relents then at last. And she says, okay, you know, you can, you can come back in. Uh, you have some good ideas. Maybe your ideas are better than just singing the same songs over and over again, inject some life into this here. You have the pitch pipe and that is going to go straight into that, uh, that pumpkin paste too. So there's a lot of gross stuff going on. Yeah. So they leave the pitch bite right where it is uh, because they should never be using that again. And Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. they end up going and having my absolute favorite scene of this whole movie. And um, they go back to that pool um, that's empty and they sit in it because it's got great acoustics. That's why they pick it. And it just dawns on you, like at least Mm -hmm, dawned on mm -hmm. me while they go back there and they're like, all right. So Aubrey gets to pick a song. She picks Bruno Mars just the way you are. And then Becca 
helps the Bellas kind of put in the their downbeats and start to add the harmonizations. And then she ends up putting together a mashup with, oh, Just a Dream. That was it. Mm-hmm. By Nelly. Ooh. This song uh, mix is really, really beautiful. Um, so they kind of open up and they all kind of put in their own kind of bits and bobs into it like in the way in which this is filmed because they're going and kind of scanning from person to person and Aubrey is finally like calmed down and she's enjoying herself and seeing and hearing what everybody else is actually capable of doing it's Mm -hmm. really beautiful and they finish the song and it's so strong and it's so nice and you're they're like hey I think we can do this but at the very very end Chloe's character, you think she's going to hit the high note and she does this really big, like, oh, you think she's burping? <laughs> it's so low, yeah. like, you don't know mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You get the nodes removed from your throat. Apparently, you can hit the hit the bass notes. Um, and that was one of the first critiques from, uh, you know, earlier, the first performance. Gail and John were like, oh, you know, girl groups are boring because they can't hit the low notes. But now we have we have a ringer and Chloe can hit those low notes. So so they're all set for finals. Um, and Becca's doing some more soul searching, right? She's had this fallout with Jesse. Um, you know, she really feels bad about that. So she is revisiting The Breakfast Club, uh, which is a movie that we covered and did five cocktails for. So you should definitely go back and listen to that because there were some good ones. Um, and The Breakfast Club is a good movie. And Becca is starting to realize this because, you know, he tries to watch it with her earlier and she and you know becca's like blah, 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 blah. you know she she's being all becca about it but jesse's like no this is really good and this and you know has this song in it and you know it kind of it launched the the career for um, simple minds all this stuff you know he's he's way into it so she's going she's watching the movie and then we're going to finals and when it's time for the bellas to perform they're going to do a matchup and that mashup is going to include Don't You Forget About Me, uh, which is awesome it's an awesome rendition and it is an awesome way to apologize to jesse for being such a big jerk that's right and of course at the end you know she's waiting for jesse to kind of lift his hand up just like they do in the final scene right and Mm -hmm. he finally does and she's so happy and they do these really cool like different like the song itself it's a mashup of a ton of different things but at the end it's like they've come full circle and one thing that's really cool about this too is their costuming so mm-hmm. I don't know how they did this. If they went to all of the actors and was like, hey, you know your characters best, you know, have them wear whatever they want, go put something together yourself. Or if they actually curated those costumes for them, I'd love to know if anybody does know because everybody's not wearing the same thing. They're all wearing something else. And so, you know, you've got Fat Amy is like wearing this really cool kind of black one shoulder kind of silk thing. Uh, mm. Becca's looking amazing in these like sailor pants you know Aubrey starts wearing like her entire suit and then by the end of it she's wearing like a crop top and like some pants it's amazing everybody's just having a really good time of course Esther Dean is wearing the coolest suit I've ever seen on a human it's amazing and they're all dancing and singing and it's just awesome mm-hmm. and um, yeah it's really good <laughs> it is true. It is really good. So they perform. Uh, they do an awesome job. They go back out into the audience uh, where Becca and Jesse uh, get to come together and uh, share a kiss. Um, and I really like this is probably the best like filmatic <laughs> 
themed part of part of the movie because uh, they're getting ready to announce the winner and then it cuts to the next year's um, sort of auditions, you know, where everyone was auditioning uh, last year, singing the Kelly Clarkson song. They're getting ready to do that. And, you know, the MCs of this event are like, OK, and the winners from, you know, last year's ICCAs or whatever get to pick the audition song. Um, and then it goes to Becca and she says, uh, let's sing. And then it, it cuts to the Pitch Perfect title, uh, which is how it ends. Um, and it ends uh, very abruptly, but very coolly i really like the way that 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 is done and that is pitch perfect it is it is a uh, good time so michaela pitch perfect 10 years old tell us about it so i watched this in the theaters um because i have no life and i, I well 10 years ago how old was i i was like 30 i was still young hot and happening and i thought that this would be fun and you know what i was right it's pg-13 i think that's a little I really think it's a it's a good PG-13 because I, I wouldn't necessarily mm -hmm. want my seven-year-old kid to watch it. There's nothing, there, like there's no nudity and there's not a lot of bad language, but there's a lot of sexual connotations. So if that's going to bother mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. make sure you just know that going in. Um, I really love this film. It's a film that if it's on, I will watch it. Um, I definitely think it's the best out of the three. There's three pitch perfects that are out there that talk about what happens between Becca, Fat Amy, Chloe, and Aubrey, and all of the Barton Bellas. Um, and I do think that this one is the best one. I like the music. Um, yeah, it's a good, solid film. I mean, Anna Kendrick is just amazing, and she's gone on to do even bigger and better things. And so is Rebel Wilson. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. And this uh, this movie, it did really well at the box office. Um, it spawned two sequels, um, which is really p pretty cool. And then, yeah, this one's coming up on its 10th anniversary. So it's going to be back in some select theaters, I think, this week, if you're listening to this. So uh, keep an eye out for that if you want to go see it on the big screen. But uh, yeah, this isn't a movie that I'm super familiar with. I, you know, before we decided to cover this one we were talking about it and i'd said that i had never seen it I, I was telling michaela that i'd never seen it but that's not true because i was watching it again i'm like that seems really familiar so i, I must have seen it at, at some point but yeah it's just it's just a really good kind of light-hearted uh college movie um it has some good singing the acting is good because the cast is great um i really like um uh, Aubrey uh, Anna Camp I really like her and everything she does I know her most probably from True Blood um, Anna Kendrick is great of course Brittany Snow uh, great and then uh, yeah you get Benji who's this oddball um, one of the things that I really like about this is that all these kids which is which is different than than reality when you go to college all these kids are so confident um in what they can do and what they can bring to the world and are like so comfortable like even like um in the the shower scene when chloe goes into becca and she's like oh yeah i'm very comfortable <laughs> with all of this as they're as they're just standing there uh naked yeah benji's super confident um you know in his self you know he, he doesn't care that he's into magic he's so confident in it and i think that that's really cool especially for you know high school kids who probably this was probably geared at um to be you know you could you could be all of these things you could be into making weird music beats or you could be into star wars and magic or you could be into you know chasing after this just do it confidently and i think that that's pretty cool and a good message from pitch perfect i have to agree i mean i will say you know fat amy was very inspirational to me when they're doing the riff off and she's like slapping her she's like slapping her belly as if like bring it and she just she doesn't care and i love it at the end she actually is like y'all are very skinny but i feel like you have very fat hearts <laughs> and at the end of the day, like, that's what it's about is just being, um, being big hearted. Right. And every, every person, um, whether they were in the Barton Bellas or the Trebles or the other two, everybody ended up finding a place 
Mm-hmm. And um, and the only one that uh, ended up being alone was Bumper, who was a jerk. And so uh, very exciting there. That's the way it should actually be. And the good thing about these sorts of things and these sorts of movies is um, after watching them, you can be part of making that a reality, right? Yeah, that is right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so this movie, uh, pretty good. I also, I really like um, Gail and John, Elizabeth Banks and John Michael Higgins because they're kind of this like this quippy uh, comedic kind of kind of stuff, you know, in this in this very campy kind of self-aware uh, movie. And they're just kind of calling out <laughs> the facts and really emphasizing that this is uh, campy and very self-aware. Um, so I like uh, them a lot too. So yeah, that is uh, Pitch Perfect. So uh, let us know at home if you saw Pitch Perfect, um, if you saw Pitch Perfect two and three uh which of the three is the best uh do we need a pitch perfect four let us know all that and if you need uh some juice to help uh this ginger get her jiggle on uh you know you got to do that so mix up one of those and let us know how you like that because it is delicious and easy to throw together so let us know all that stuff you can do it on our instagram and twitter it is at drink the movies and on facebook.com slash drink the movies uh if you want to see pictures of our cocktail episode recaps um all the uh, past episodes all that stuff that's on our website which is www.drinkthemovies.com and michaela i don't know uh we could we could sing but i don't know if we could make it to the icca finals without some help from our friends leaving reviews that's right that's right so everybody should head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Good Pods or Stitcher, anywhere where Anchor Podcasts are distributed. And please leave us a five-star review. Subscribe to our little show. Um, We have two drops a week. They're really fun. We really enjoy the community that we're building. And it's amazing. And I won't sing anymore. But I will say it it really helps us get the Drink the Movies out there. So the the more support you give us, that would be amazing. And we're just very excited to continue the drink the movies love. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, Michaela, we did musicals uh, last week. We did trolls. This week we did Pitch Perfect. Um, but next week we're getting into Halloween, so we are going to have to exercise some musical demons um, and bring everyone uh, poltergeist. It's time to get into the season. We've got our pumpkin spice latte from the lobby bar. Uh, we've got some other spooky treats coming up here uh, this month as we're uh, getting into Halloween. We're going to be doing all of our uh, Halloween theme things here over the next couple of weeks and uh, hopefully heading out to see poltergeist in the uh, movie theater next week. So uh, keep an eye out for that, everyone. And, you know, uh, keep an eye out for some more good cocktails coming your way um, next time on Drink, drink the, the movies. movies. I'm going to finish him like a cheesecake. Bulletproof. <laughs>